Does everyone in church, all church goers, allow Christ, the Spirit of Christ, to settle and govern their souls? Absolutely not. No, but you have that choice. Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. We've been in a series on Wednesday night entitled The L Word, and that L word is love. This is part number two of the series. Remember, if you've missed part one, or if you'd like to hear other series as well, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can find the links to our Roku channel, revive365radio.com, and just so many more. It's awesome. So check it out today. And while you're on the website, make sure to please consider a financial donation for the support and help of the ministry. A little bit goes a long way. And we thank you so much for your support. All right. Without any further ado, here comes part two of this series entitled The L Word Love right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Talking about love. And we intend to do this for as long as the Lord says it. Uh, I would love to do it for the rest of the year, just continuing to talk about the love of Christ, or should I say, I would love to do this until the love of God that flows through Christ Jesus, until his love manifests through us. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Remember, the word of God is a seed. We know it's a seed, and it is planted in the good fertile ground of our hearts. And it's, it's up to us not only to hear the word of God, but to put that word in action to manifest the word so that when people see you, they see that word that you've been feeding on. They see that word that you have been planting, right? Think about a farmer who has his, his, um, his land. You know, somebody drives by and asks him, hey, Edgar, what y'all planting this year? You know, he say, may say, I planted some corn, some maters, and some whatever, whatever out there in the field. You know, a couple of months go by. We don't see, I don't see any green coming out of your ground. A couple more months go by. I still don't see any green coming out of your ground. Something wrong with your seed or Edgar telling you a lie. He didn't plant anything. Isn't that right? By the same token, we're going to church and we're getting seed planted on the inside of us. Seed is being planted. Seed is being planted. After all, after a while, we should be able to see some green poking out of there. We should be able to see some fruit. After a while, there should be some fruit. Hallelujah. All right. So it's either something, if a farmer says that, if he did plant it, there's something wrong with the ground or something wrong with the seed or something. Hallelujah. All right, but we know the word of God works and his seed is good. This is good seed, good, rich, fertile seed. Hallelujah. All right, we'll make sure our heart is good. Amen. Make sure that we take it in, take that word in, and we do that with the intent to do. I hear it so that I may do it. I hear it so that I may manifest it. I hear it so that I may apply it to my life. I hear it so that I may uh, teach it to others and live it and teach it to others. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So again, we're going to be talking about love and I just love love because all you need is love. All you need is love, love. That's all you need. Dun, 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 dun. It's the love of God that we need. 
Are you hearing me? We went last week. We talked about the different types of love among men. We talked about eros, that um, that passionate sort of uh, sexual love, and all that. That doesn't last. And we talked about even brotherly love. You know, those things break up in parental love, familiar love, and all this other stuff. Only the love of God, the agape, the agape, the love of God. Only that will never fail. The Bible says the love, His love, will never fail. It will never run out. Amen. Only his love will stand the test of time. So I came up with an acrostic. I don't know if I put it on the thing or not. So if I did, praise Jesus. If not, praise Jesus. So hey, there you have it. You all know how to spell love, L-O-V-E. This definition may change next week. Yeah, we're just in rare form tonight, aren't we? Praise the Lord. L-O-V-E. The L is lavish. Lavish. That is um, to bestow something in generous or um, extravagant quantities, lavish. So lavish others with vibrant expressions. Lavishing others with vibrant expressions. Hallelujah. Meaning uh, love never holds back. Love never holds back. Um, and God is love. And the Father always desires you to bless you with abundance, with abundance, with abundance, with more than enough, overflow upon overflow upon overflow upon overflow. That's love. That's our Father. Hallelujah. He desires to lavish you with his love. He desires to be vibrant. Um, not something that is dull and lifeless. No, his love is vibrant. It has life upon life upon life. And he desires to express his love upon you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he really does. So my little acrostic or alliteration is love meaning lavishing, uh, lavishing others with vibrant expressions. The father really wants to pour it out on you. So we have to say, yes, Father, have your way. Let your will come to pass in my life because he desires to do that. Amen. All right. So let's go to Ephesians, uh, the, the third chapter, Ephesians, the third chapter. And we looked at some examples about love last week, about the foundation of how uh, love is foundational to the kingdom of God. And it is. We'll be talking about that. And here are some workers there. They're working in the foundation of a property. And then, well, then, um, after a while, once the Holy Spirit is finished, we'll have a, a huge building, a huge ministry, a huge life that is built upon, uh, built upon a firm foundation. As a matter of fact, your life will be above the clouds. You'll see this thing above the clouds. We're wonderful. The Lord's doing some wonderful things. Tonight, we're going to be also doing <clears throat> some word study. So get ready, get set, let's go. Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 through 21. Love it, love it, love it. This is how it reads out of the King James Version. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, or you, being rooted and grounded in love, 
may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passive knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, as we go into our word study tonight, I pray that before we leave this place, before those of you that are watching online, before you, uh, before the recording goes off, before the video goes off, that you will have a better understanding of these verses and how to apply them to our lives. Remember, you cannot apply something that you don't understand. So let's endeavor to understand. Now, the very first word that we're going to look at tonight is the word that. Ooh, boy, that's spiritual, isn't it? When you see the word that tonight, I want you to think. Now, the word that does mean that. It also means in order that or so that. So that, which means something has to come first, something has to happen first, so that something else can happen, right? I go to work so that I can get a paycheck, right? So that or in order that we package items for the food bank in order that others may come and receive them. They may receive the others, so it's a process. So tonight when you see the word that, and we're going to be looking at that looking at that again but when you see that I want you to think so that or in order that does that make sense all right so um, let's look at let's look at verse number 15 again so you can back up it says of whom the whole family in earth well let me back up to verse 14 let's just start again he says for this cause now here is a prayer that the apostles are praying that the, that the Father, really the Spirit of God, His Spirit, is leading the apostles to pray for the church. So this is, a, this is our prayer. This is what uh, we are also called to pray over our lives, okay? So let's, we're going to receive it for ourselves. So let me just read verses 14, 15, and 16 again. It says, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in earth, or rather in heaven and earth, is named that or so that in order that do you with me that or so that he would grant you first of all I am praying I'm praying this so that God would grant you so this thing that we're talking about and as it goes on down to the very end it really talks about us being filled with all the fullness of God, the full manifestation and expression of God in a human form. Hallelujah. And what the world needs now more than anything, it is love and it's the love of God. And God desires to express himself, to lavish his love upon mankind. Hallelujah. And he'll do that. And love has many expressions, of course, healing. Uh, deliverances, uh, of course, salvations, 
and uh, giving of financial, giving of financial things and giving of time and service. Love has many, many expressions. Casting out a devil, that's love too. Hallelujah. Raising the dead, that's love too. Correcting someone in love, that's love. The Bible says speaking the truth in love, that's love. Amen. When Jesus uh, went through the temple and he, and, uh, he uh, took some cords and he whipped everybody out that was selling and, uh, you know, selling of the doves and all of that turnover tables, that was love as well. That was an expression of love because we understand that those people there were keeping up, a, making his house a noisy marketplace and they were stealing or contaminating or hindering those that were really coming to worship. And those, of course, were the Gentiles. They had to, this was a court of Gentiles and where everybody came to, all the Gentiles and non-Jewish non people, they came to worship the God of heaven. They realized that their gods weren't getting it and that they knew the Jews had the one true God and they came to worship. And this was the only place that they could come to worship. And so um, the leaders, the religious leaders of that day in the synagogue or in the temple, they said in their actions, they were saying, uh, these people are not a part of our group. So, you know, let's just set things up. Uh, and it's, it's noisy, yeah, but you know, they're not part of us. They'll have to understand. They were contaminating the worship and the father was the father who loved them who loved them greatly was not able or they were not able to really love on the father as they could have, as they should have with their worship. So Jesus came in and knocked all those things out so that the love feast could continue or, or could continue or start. Does that make sense? So love has an expression. Love has an expression. All right, but let's go again. So it says he's praying that he's praying so that uh, that the father would grant you would bestow the word grant meaning to bestow or to give. There's something that you don't have that the father wants to give you. And that starts, that sort of relationship of receiving starts with prayer. Hallelujah. It starts with prayer. It doesn't end there, but it starts with prayer. And it says here that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Say with me. Father, strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man. Now, you ladies, don't worry. The word man there means human being. We know that. Hallelujah. So as long as you are human being, this word is for you. Hallelujah. All right. So. It says again, so this, this is the part of the prayer here. It says that uh, he would strengthen us, strengthen us with might by his spirit in our inner man. So let's look at the word strengthened here. And the Greek word is there. I'm not going to try to do all that tonight, but I want you to see the definition of it. The word strengthen means, uh, to. it does mean to strengthen, make strong. It means to be made strong, to increase in strength, to grow strong. We're going to look at those definitions. To increase in strength, to grow strong. So when we see here, as we pray that he would grant you, according to the riches of his, of his glory, to be strengthened, he's saying he wants you to grow strong. To grow strong in something. So that's the first part. Say with me. God wants me 
to grow strong. Okay. And then there's a little word right by it with. He wants you to grow strong with something. All right. Grow strong with something not to be taken apart from. He wants you to grow strong with what? What's that word? Might. Say with me. God wants me to grow strong with might. All right. Now, might is the Greek word. We've known, known this before. Uh, dunamis, right? It means uh, strength, power. It means ability. Inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. We'll be looking at uh, B and C of this definition here. It really brings it home. Dunamis means power for what? Performing miracles. And C, moral power and excellence of what? Soul. All right? Moral power and excellence of soul. Now, so the father's saying, and this is what he's called us to pray. Father, I want you to make me stronger with, how about this, moral power and excellence of soul. Make me stronger with uh, the power to perform miracles. Are you with me? But you'll find out really, or we can say make me stronger, make me, yeah, uh, make me stronger with the ability to do. But the true interpretation in this context, and you'll see this, this really talks about uh, make me stronger with moral power, moral power, and excellence of soul. So anytime we talk about the soul, we're talking about the place where you make decisions, your soul. Okay? Your spirit man has been made new in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit resides in your spirit, as we said before. Uh, but the soul is where you make decisions. The soul is where we mess up. When, when, when it's time for us to, to either be led of the spirit or be led of the flesh, uh, the part of us that makes that decision, I will follow God or I will not follow God, that part of us is the soul, okay? Where we, that part of us that has heard the word of God so clearly, you know what is the right thing to do, but we choose to do something else. That part of us is called the soul, it's the place in you where decisions are made. Are you hearing? Where decisions are made, our appetites, our desires, all in the soul. And you'll find out this whole thing in Ephesians is, is going to be geared to you perfecting or God perfecting your soul so that his power, so that his power or that his powerful love can be displayed through you richly. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go again. He wants you to be strengthened or made strong or to grow strong, uh, to, to grow strong in, of course, the power to perform miracles. But you'll see this. He wants you to, he wants us to grow strong so that we may be morally powerful and have an excellent soul, an excellent soul. An excellent soul is one that does not argue with God. Hallelujah. As one who does not argue, the Lord says it. Yes, Father, and we do it. Hallelujah. There's no argument. God says, uh, hey, I want you to give $100. What, Lord? That's my, 
But Lord, that's my bill money, Lord. You heard God. And you know, really, a lot of times you really, that's a good, an argument is a good indication that you're hearing from God and not yourself. Because why would you argue with yourself? You know you need the money. Why would you tell you to give it away? By the, so that can tell you, hey, this, this argument here, hey, 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 I'm hearing from another force here. And you know it's not the devil talking to you to tell you to give something. No, he's stingy. He's stingy. He's not going to tell you to give anything away. So that argument lets you know, hey, there's another source. There's another voice at work here. And so we're arguing back and forth. You know, he's gonna, if we are truly a child of God, he's going to win. Hallelujah. You're going to lose some sleep or something. Oh, here. Can I come over your house? Yes. Yes, I know it's 10 o'clock at night, but can I come over now so I can get some sleep? I got something for you. Are you hearing? An excellent soul is one that the father, uh, or should I say really in this context, that the spirit or the spirit of Christ has dominion over and he has lordship over the soul. Hallelujah. Not just someone that is born of God, because everyone that is born of God does not have a, an excellent soul. Not everybody that's born again, this is true, desires to have an excellent soul. Some don't even know what it means to have an excellent soul. But tonight we're going to talk about that in this whole context of Scripture so that we may be able to partake of the thing that God has for us. Hallelujah. The Father tries to set us up for blessings. He wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. But there's an argument. I wonder how many of you parents have ever told your children, don't argue with me, just do it. Just, just do it. I don't have time to explain. Just, would you just trust daddy, just trust mommy, and just do it. I wonder how many times a father said that. Don't argue, just do it. <sighs> so this talks about excellency of soul. So let's go back again. It says, so he's told us to pray and this is what he's praying for us. This is what we should pray for ourselves. And as we pray, we should have the heart to do. We should have the heart to do. All right. So what's the word here that we will be strengthened. That is made to grow strong with might. And that might is a moral power and excellency of soul. Hallelujah. And of course, gentleness means other things. We've seen this, but we're going to clue in on this last definition. And you'll know why as we go on. So we're praying that we be strengthened with moral excellence or excellent moral power or excellency of soul. How? By his spirit. Now you can go back. Yeah, you see that. By his spirit. So this is a work of the Holy Spirit. But we know that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Hallelujah. He's not going to kick your door down. He's not going to make you do something. You're going to, I mean, he's definitely going to influence you. There's no doubt about it. But, but the decision to follow him is yours. If we ignore him, the Bible says that uh, we can grieve the spirit of God. We can grieve his spirit. And uh, we keep on ignoring him. Eventually, we'll lose the ability to really hear from him clearly, and his voice will become so dull. Our consciousness will be, it's like it will be seared as with a hot iron. 
You know, as you, if you burn your fingertips, you lose feeling in them. You, you lose feeling. And if we continue to dishonor the Lord by ignoring his voice, ignoring his promptings, after a while it would become very difficult, if, if not impossible, to hear from him. Are you hearing? Huh, are you hearing? Okay, well, they have it. Yes, it's that kind of night. It says, again, to be strengthened with might, that is to become strong with moral power and excellence of soul by the Holy Spirit. So you're saying, yes, Holy Spirit, I will receive this power from you. Yes, Holy Spirit, I will receive this strength from you. Yes, because he's doing the work. This is done by his spirit. Where is this being done? In the inner man. All right. In the inner man. In the inner man. Now, let's look at this word inner. The word inner, uh, really, I believe it's eso. It's how that's pronounced. E-S-O. Eso, I believe it's pronounced. But again, now, don't go over to the Greek-speaking places and say, this is how my pastor said, speak it. I think you may want to take a translator with you. <laughs> I think you may want to do some Google translations and let some, but, but that's pretty much how it's spec, um, pronounced there. S-O, okay? So here we go. So we're talking about how the Holy Spirit would make you stronger. You really agreeing with the Spirit that he would make you stronger so that you would have um, uh, rather stronger in um, moral excellence, moral power and excellency of soul. All right. Excellency of soul, again, meaning, you know, there's no warring between you and God. He says it. You say yes. All right. All right, where is he going to do this? In the inner man. Now, the word inner means, uh, it means to uh, be, obviously, to within. It means to be within or into. It means within uh, the inner, uh, the inner, one second. No, the intern, internal, thank you, the internal, yes, hallelujah, the internal inner man. I don't know why that was so difficult. But the word internal meaning the internal inner man. But look at the last definition there. Inner means what? Talks about the, the soul, the conscience, the soul, the conscience. All right. So again, where is he pointing? Where is he pointing? He says he wants you to become stronger, uh, stronger with moral power and excellence of soul by the spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to do the work. Where, where is this going to be happening in the inner man? And where, what's that definition? The soul, the conscience, the consciousness. All right. The place where your decisions are made. He's saying, I want you to become morally excellent. I want you uh, to have uh, the power. And we'll see this moral, moral power or excellence of soul. And again, that, that interprets to not warring with God. And then also uh, interprets to being able to withstand the wiles of the devil. How much trouble has the devil got you into? Or should I say this way? People say, oh, he got me in a lot of trouble. Really, let's look at that for a moment because all the devil can do is offer you an opportunity. You have to be the one to say yes and amen. 
right? All he can do is offer you an opportunity. Come on, girl, let's go over here. Come on, man, let's go over here. You have to be one that will say yes or no. Okay? So we can really ask, you know, the question is really not how much trouble the devil gotten you to, but how many, how much trouble have you allowed him to get you into? Okay? So um, having moral power, moral power and excellence of soul Meaning, too, that you can resist the enemy, say no to the devil, and say yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. So, here again, let's go back into this prayer again, uh, where the Lord is leading us to pray, make me stronger, make me stronger with moral power and excellence of soul by your spirit in my soul. Does that make sense? In my soul, do some soul work on me. Do some, con- I mean, in my consciousness, do some work in me. He said, in the inner man. Of course, that word man talks about being a human being. So that's, it can be, if you're a woman, of course, it's inner female. If it's a, you're a man, you say inner man. So whatever it is, God is telling us to deal with the soul. And it is the spirit that has to come inside and deal with our soul. Hallelujah. Oh, I am loving this. So let's go a little bit further. Let's go down to verse number 17 now. Verse number 17. Are y'all getting this? Is this seed penetrating the the heart with understanding? We start a little bit of this over Deacon S's house, just a tiny bit. We got in Bible study. I couldn't hold it. It was just he kept trying to come out. Just kept trying to like, like like a good alien coming out of the chest. Maybe that's not the type of thing I'm, you know, the movie Alien. It's a boy. (laughs) Oh, no. So it comes out of heart in a good way. Yes, it's one of those nights. You just, you just can't help it sometimes. It just, just happens. So let's read, we're going to read 17, 17, uh, 17, 18, 19. Now, remember, you see the very first word in verse 17. It's the word what? That, that. Remember the word that means what? In order that or so that, right? So we already know that whatever comes out after the that, we had to have gone through something before now. And the thing before now, we just went over, we're praying that, Father, that you would uh, make me stronger, uh, make me stronger with what uh, moral power and excellence of soul by your spirit in my soul, verse 17, so that. Got me? All right, it says, that. Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of God which pass rather know the love of Christ which passive knowledge that, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Of course, we're going to have to go back and break that down. Let's go back and unpack it. Now, verse 17 again, that Christ, now the word Christ means the anointed, 
right? The anointed. And Christ, uh, the word Christ also means the ability of God on a person to utilize the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, when you, when you think about Christ, think about the power of the Holy Spirit upon a person. And the word Christ also has to do with the person of Jesus. Okay, so let's take it from this aspect. We know that Jesus is in our hearts. Amen. We know that he dwells in us. John 17 uh, tells us that. We know that he dwells in us. Jesus dwells in us. But I want us to see the word Christ here, meaning really the ability of God on a person to utilize the, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. God's power, God's rich power, the, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. All right? Now, we went through all that asking God basically to give us an excellent soul, to give us moral power by his spirit so that this power, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, which means that unless we have gone through this earlier process, Christ cannot dwell in your hearts by faith. Are you hearing me? Now, it says that Christ may, may, it's subjective, which means that this may happen or may not happen, and that's going to be dependent upon us. Does that make sense? That's going to be dependent, dependent upon us because, remember, the Holy Spirit of God is not going to tear your, tear your world. It's not going to make you do something. He's not going to make you. That's what the devil does. The devil would love to make you do something, but the Father doesn't do that. Are you hearing me? That's not the character of love. Again, so uh, that, verse 17, that Christ may dwell. Now, the word dwell, this is very interesting. The word dwell means uh, to settle. It means to dwell. It means settle. Metaphorically means uh, divine powers, influences, etc., are said to dwell in his soul to pervade, prompt, govern it. Okay, so this has something to do with the soul as well. The word soul keeps popping up in these definitions, don't it? So again, he's saying allow the Holy Spirit, basically allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in you, allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in your soul so that the power of Christ or so that the presence of Christ may settle and govern your soul so that he may settle and govern your soul that's big now does every morning and believe does everyone in church all church goers allow Christ the spirit of Christ to settle and govern their souls absolutely not no but you have that choice you have that choice to allow Christ to settle and govern your soul. Now, we saw that, uh, that little skit with, uh, I think it was like a man who was uh, uh, supposed to be Jesus, right? And there was a stool there. And the lady, the lady told Jesus, hey, you have control over my life and you sit on, your, sit on this stool and you, you have, and you govern my life. Jesus said, okay, well, I'll govern. Okay, I'll do that because he is Lord. But when it came time to spend money, 
time for something else, she kind of kicked Jesus off the seat. You know, she kicked him off the seat. At one point, he said, hey, what you doing? I only have one cheek on the seat. Are we going to, you, you going to want me to have the seat or you going to have the seat? But we both can't have the seat. Right? When Christ rules the soul, he rules you. It's one thing to be born of God, to be born again, and that is wonderful. Hallelujah. But when Christ does not rule the soul, what you have is a bunch of carnal Christians being led by their feelings and not led by the Holy Ghost. We might ski tonight. We might ski. We might We might ski. Are you hearing? But we have the opportunity to say, yes, Lord, govern my soul. But that's not going to happen unless we've gone through the process of the Holy Spirit working with us. So again, it says this word dwell does mean to settle. And, and settle denotes a, a resting upon, resting upon a person. But all of this is in preparation uh, that he may govern our soul. While Christ is there, he's not just twilling his thumbs. He wants to govern. He wants to govern. All right. So it goes on again. Let's go back. That Christ, King Jesus, the anointing, the anointed one, may settle or govern your soul. Okay. Settle or govern your soul. Now, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, if this be true, then the word hearts, hearts here, has to denote the soul as well, if this is true. Well, let's look up the word heart, and the word heart comes from the Greek word cardia. We get that word cardiac and all that. Let's look at the word cardia and see what it denotes. All right, so the first part, it says, denotes the center of all physical and spiritual life. <gasps> Look what's happening here in A. It says the soul or mind as it is the fountain and seat of the thoughts. That says fountain, right? Yeah, the fountain and seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors. It also means of the understanding, the faculty and seat of the intelligence. It also means of the will and character. And look at the last one, D. Of the soul, so far as it is affected and stirred in a bad way or good. Or of the soul as the seat of the sensibilities, affections, emotions, desires, appetites, passions. In the short run, heart has to do with your soul. And we've been saying the word soul an awful lot in all these definitions we've been going into, under, over. Yeah. So let's go back now. Look at verse 17 again. It says that Christ may dwell in your, may dwell in your heart or may dwell in your soul or that Christ, the anointed power of God, the very presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, may settle, dwell, may settle and govern 
basically your soul by faith. Now, again, the first part said by the spirit. Now he's saying by faith, because anytime you give control of your life to someone else, you're going to need faith. Okay, faith is, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, regardless of what I see or hear, I believe that you have my best, best interest in heart, you love me, and you're not going to let these, um, this and that happen. You're going to have to believe him. Hallelujah. So first part is work of the spirit, and this part is a work of faith. You're going to have to just trust him. Just simply trust him. Are you hearing? Uh, what's an acronym for faith again? Uh, full assurance in the heart. Yeah. You're going to really have to just trust him because you're, you're asking Christ, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, come on and rule and reign in my soul. Rule and reign in the place where I make decisions. Rule and reign in me. Now, there's always a result of that. Let's go, let's go a little bit further. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that is in your soul by faith, that, there's another so that moment, right? That or so that, in order that, being rooted and grounded in love. Now, rooted, of course, you think about, and I have the definition for you here, rooted means to cause to strike root. It means to be firm, established. You see it down there. All right. To cause to strike root. Now, when you are planting a plant, uh, some sort of vegetation, it will only strike root when it has stayed in that place for a while. You're not going to strike root after putting, a, putting it in the ground for a couple of, maybe for a couple of minutes or a couple of hours. It takes time. That means you're going to have to make a decision to stand in love. No matter what others come, come what may, I will continue in love. I'll continue to believe in Christ. You're going to be rooted and grounded in love, not in hate, rooted and grounded in love, in God's love for you, in the agape love of God. Now, we're almost done. I think we're going to stop here at 17 for tonight. That you being rooted and grounded. Grounded talks about a foundation. Found, the word foundation means to lay the foundation, to found, to make, establish, or to establish. <clears throat> now, anytime you talk about foundation, you're talking about building on something, building on something, which means that Christ is about to build something on your life and build something out of you. Build something upon you, but that building is established on love, and that love is established on the faith that you are allowing Christ to reign in your life. And that, of course, is established on, we can go back to verse number 16, uh, that is established on the fact that you've given the Holy Spirit um, given the Holy Spirit the ability or the cause, or you've given him the okay to work with you on the inside to work with your soul so that you may have that uh, moral power and excellency 
of soul. God wants to work in you and do mighty things with you. But let me end with this. There is more, of course. We haven't gotten to it all. We're not going to get to it all. It gets a lot heavier after this point, so I think we're going to stop it here. Let me give you this thought. You don't give excellent power or you don't give, um, let's say it this way, you don't give a bunch of money, millions of dollars, to someone that is not able to handle it. You don't give awesome authority, awesome authority, world-changing authority to someone that is not ready for it. The Father will allow you to rule in his kingdom as you are exemplifying the character and nature of Christ. And that cannot be done by human means. That can only be done by the Spirit working on you. And the soul is something that is developed. Your spirit man was changed at an instant when you gave Jesus Christ your heart. Your physical body is still the same. If you, were, if you only had one tooth when you were born of God, the moment you say amen, you still got that one tooth. The physical body has not changed, but it will change. We are going to get a new body. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes. Hallelujah. So the spirit is already perfected. The body is going to be the body until the Lord comes. It is a soul that God's dealing with right now. And the more you give your soul over to him and, and let him work in the soul, the more you'll see the power of Christ revealed in your life. Father, I thank you for this word tonight. I pray that your people are able to receive it. And Lord, I pray tonight in Jesus' name that your spirit, was, your spirit is able to override my weaknesses, my weaknesses in communication, and that you would just stand up and stand tall and proclaim your word so that all who hear would understand. And as they understand, it is not an accident. It is a work of your spirit. So, Father, we honor you tonight. And, Lord, I pray for everyone that is listening and watching right now and everyone that will be listening and watching uh, later on. Lord, I pray that they will enter into this blessing as well and that they would heed the call as we do tonight. And they would heed the call to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in us. Lord, we thank you for your awesome love that you're willing to display in us and through us to the world. We bless you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.